Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 330. That's right. It's the big 330. I'm joined by Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. My beautiful wife. And Alex Fuller. Good evening. Our beautiful British person who's 18,000 hours ahead of us. Uh, uh, two cats, one on the router, one begging me for attention on the floor. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here representing RP Gamer for our weekly RPG cast. We bring you the news and what we think about stuff going on in the world of RPGs. Um, oh, what's going on this week? Anybody? Anything? Nothing? Tons of stuff! News, news. Wait, wait, wait. California? I went to California. You went to, oh, you did go to California. And what'd you go to California for? Party. A party with whom? <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> oh, oh, it's I a meeting. See. There just happens to be a party afterwards. <laughs> uh huh. Is that how that works? Hmm. 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 Indeed. <laughs> well, um, so what you uh, what what did you do in this party? Um, ate really good sushi. It? You what? Ate really good sushi. You hmm. Okay. What kind of sushi? Um, really, really fresh sushi. So every year at this party, we rent an entire sushi restaurant so that it's just ours and you can wander wherever you want. And they always have a fish set out and it's huge. A fish? Yes, a tuna. But it's sushi, so... There, how can you recognize it as a fish at that point? Um, because it's whole. So they just, an unskinned, unprepared fish just yes. sitting out on the table? <laughs> Are you supposed to just take a knife and go after it? No, no, no. It swims oh, through the restaurant. That's kind of disappointing, And then they cut actually. it up. <laughs> wait, 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 what? It swims through the restaurant. Oh, they, they carry it around? Yes. Oh, okay. And they whistle. And as they whistle, the fish goes up and down like it's swimming. Oh, for goodness sake. And then they cut it up. Is this just like how this place acts during a party? Yes. Even better is this year. There were two fish. Now, did you have the whole restaurant? Yeah. Oh, cool. And you were so big, you had two fish. Yeah. Two fishies. Although the party was smaller this year because of um, PlayStation experience. Those darn PlayStation people out in Vegas, what were they doing? Well, I mean, there were journalists and stuff that were there that would normally come to the party, too. Hmm. At the PlayStation experience, you mean? Yes. Those jerks. Those jerks. Uh, okay, cats, what are you doing? Uh, we're having cat issues here. <laughs> uh, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, well, not to put too fine a point on it, but I didn't do anything as nearly as interesting as what you did. Makes me sad. We played You Don't Know Jack. We did. We played lots of You Don't Know Jack. We played it on the PS4, and we played it on the iPad. Which one did you like playing on more? Um, I liked both. Oh, did you know? The PS4 one lagged a little more. Mm. Okay. I found that I had to push the button twice for it to register. Yeah? Which was no fun when I until I figured it out. I was like, why am I answering late? And then it's like, oh, the answer is I have to mash my button. I think it was just lagged by that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's possible, right? Mm, I guess. You guess. <laughs> so. Yeah. What else have you been playing since you didn't do anything interesting? Uh, just World of Warcraft. Been working on my uh, 
You got silver. Uh, yeah, I, I did my silver challenge for DPS so I could queue for heroics, and I've been doing lots of heroic stuff. And I don't know what else. I have not beat silver yet. <laughs> well, why not? Because silver healing is hard. Oh, I see. Is that how that works? Well, and I was also supremely undergeared the first time that I tried it. Now mm-hmm. I have another like 20 gear level, so I should probably try it again. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. What is... uh? So for people who don't know... They've added this new thing in World of Warcraft. They added it last expansion, but now it's a requirement. Um, they added these uh, trials that are supposed to be like um, situations where they train you how to be like a good player for dungeons and raids and stuff. And like they, they can be pretty challenging, um, as you can tell we're complaining. Uh, <laughs> and what they've done is made it so that you have to do it if you want to queue for a heroic dungeon now. you got to fulfill the silver, which is the... You know, it, it takes a while. It took me two hours of work before I was able to, to get that thing done. Um, and Anna's to the point where she can't beat the healing one, so she can't queue for heroic dungeons. And this is weird for people who've played in the past because you just queuing up and getting better gear is how you get better at the game for a lot of people. And uh, now it's like, no, you have to actually prove you're good before you can actually do the next stage. And, well... Apparently and Anna's you need just not to do the theory. trial that's associated with your role, so you can't cheat and do the DPS one and then queue his heels. Mm. So, yeah. It's... I understand why they've gated it that way, and in some ways I appreciate it. In some ways I'm like, please just let me play the game. <laughs> You're like, no. So, I've been playing Persona Q. It's really good. I'm on the fourth um, dungeon. Is that what it's called? Well, no. Everyone seems to be calling them dungeons. Yeah, okay. I mean, there is another word for Room? it, but I think it would be a spoiler. Okay. I'm in, I'm in the fourth section. And I'm on floor two of that section. Okay. And my characters are all around level 50, so I am horribly overleveled. And, yeah, it's really fun. I quite like the story. And I like the missions, and I like the strolls, and I like the personas. It's just a really good game. Hmm. Nothing new or interesting to report from last week? Well, I wasn't here last week. Well, what the heck? you got to report on everything. Well, I guess... Alex probably the, about yeah, I mean, the problem is, is that you get into spoilers so quickly talking about that game that I don't know what to talk about. Mm. Alex, help me out here. I haven't played it yet. Oh, crap. Oh. I thought you had. No, no, I'm an idiot. It's, it's sitting on my thing waiting for me to finish Tales of Hearts. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's good. If you like Persona, you should play it. If you like Etrina Odyssey, you should play it. If you like Dungeon Crawlers, you should play it. You should play it if you own a 3DS. Is that how it works? Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of difficulty settings, so even if you didn't like Etrina Odyssey games previously because they were too hard, like me, you're still good. 
What do you talk about? You like that Trinodacy Millennium Girl and stuff? Yes, because they remade it and added easier difficulties. I see. They also remade it and did a story where you had predetermined characters, and that made choosing a lot easier because it was like, I have a real balanced party instead of the six people or the five people that I threw together that stink. <laughs> Don't put bad people together. Me? Mm. Anyways, I'm doing a pretty good job balancing my party in Persona Q. I have the Persona 4 hero and Teddy and Kanji in the front row. And in the back, I have Naoto and Yukari. Naoto is the most broken person in that game. She's so amazing. Oh. Because she gets right off the bat, she gets Hama and Mudo. Mm-hmm. And almost all enemies are weak to one or the other. So what you do is um, you Hama or Mudo, and she gets a bonus. Um, she gets a boost. And when um, people are in boost, the next ability that they use is free to cast. So you Hama or Mudo to get her into boost, and then you do a big elemental attack or a or a uh, almighty attack. Mm-hmm. Even better. And because she's in a back she's in the back row, she doesn't get hit that often, so chances are she stays in boost the whole turn. Also, she is mega fast. She's almost always the first person to act at my party. Okay. So, so she's broken. Is what she's you're saying. So broken. It's fantastic. <laughs> I actually have been having people go, you have your car in your party? What are you doing? Because she's not considered a very good character. Uh, low tier. Yeah. It's turned into a fighting game discussion. Mm-hmm. Because mm. she's a little slower, and she doesn't have a ton of stamina. And But she's one of the few characters that have a pierce weapon. And she gets innate healing skills. So she gets healing skills from her main persona, and most other people get them from their sub-persona. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't know if that's something that I mentioned. Because Etrian Odyssey is all about managing resources, and and Persona is all about spamming resources. See, I don't even understand how the personas work into this game. Okay, so here's how it works. Everybody has their identifiable persona. And on top of that, for reasons, reasons, everybody can equip a secondary persona. And the secondary persona gives them a boost in their um, HP and MP that only applies during battle. So, for example, I might equip a persona that's plus 100 HP, plus 30 SP. And so when you go into battle there's a white portion of your HP and SP bar that's represented by that sub-persona bonus. And that recharges every battle. So even if I have a base of 200 HP and I have a bonus of 100, Mm -hmm. I'll start the fight with 300. If I take 200 damage, I will then start the fight with 100 base base HP and 100 bonus hp okay 
So it gives you a padding so that you have resources that um, return every battle and it doesn't mean you're sitting there hitting the regular attack button once you run out of SP. The thing that I think I am not a big fan of right now is physical skills are infinitely superior to magical skills in almost all situations. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So just go physical? Aren't there resistances or anything? Yeah, but what you do is you get physical spells that are elemental. So, for example, you get something called Fire Link. And Fire Link is a cut fire attack that every time someone else attacks the same target, it also triggers a fire attack on them. Mm. So something is weak to fire, and I fire link for my first character, and then everyone else attacks. Not only do they attack, but they cast fire on them as well. As oh, I hated link effects in Etrian Odyssey 4. I never bothered with them. They're really good in Persona Q. All right. You just have to be careful what character you put them on, because you have to put them on someone that's fast. So I wasn't thinking, and I put a... Um, persona with link abilities on Teddy for a while, but Teddy is mega slow. Mm-hmm. The only person who's slower than him is Conchi. So even though I was activating link spells on him, it was only getting one more hit after that because the only person who went after him was Conchi. So mm-hmm. I switched over my persona that had all the link attacks to my Persona 4 hero, and he generally goes second, and then he gets boosted, and then he goes first. Oh, yeah, boosted characters go faster. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And FOEs are a joke in this game. Really? Yeah. So you just kill them right off? Almost always. Oh, so so much about being scared. Well, wait a second. What difficulty are you on? Easy. Ah, yeah, that could be part of it. Well... All of the FOEs have weaknesses. Can you change difficulty on the fly? Yes, except if you're risky. What do you mean? If you choose risky, which is the hardest difficulty, you cannot change your difficulty in the game. Oh, why is that? Because it's risky. (laughs) Okay. Is there something weird that it it does uh, that would be weird to be able to change back and forth from it? No, it's risky. It's the hardest difficulty. That is a limitation of playing on risky. Oh, it's not like permadeath or anything like that, so it would make no sense if you could turn it off or anything like that. Right. Okay. Also, in risky, if your main character dies, it's game over. Oh, okay. So I think a lot of people play risky with the P3 hero because you can boost his magic up really high and just put him in the back row. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, all the FOEs have weaknesses. Yeah, and some of them are really easy to exploit. Um, like the other Etrian games, I, I, I've, and are there any advantages to playing on a higher difficulty level? I don't know. Okay. You haven't tried it, even though you found the game easy. I find the game challenging enough for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Easy is where I like to be. Easy street. Shouldn't That's let you Mac. and you and Max Storm hang out. It's a good street. It is. Oh, do you like that street too, Alex? Yeah. 
Is there a theme song for Easy Street? There should be. Mm-hmm. RP Gamer's official Easy Street theme song is what we need. Why don't you sing it? Because I'd need to make it up first. There you go. Hmm. Uh, Eric says uh, FOEs are mainly just enemies with a lot of HP in this game. So. Yes, I think that's a very good description. There are some you can't beat right away, and there's some that are... I understand why they made them easy to beat, because they're just... They're in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one FOE that it was chasing me all around, and finally, like, I am so sick of this damn thing. And I turned around, and I beat it up, and I found out that it was weak to every single kind of weapon. Hmm. (laughs) Wait... (laughs) Every single kind of weapon. Yes. So it was weak to bash, cut, uh-huh. and pierce. It okay. was resistant to all elements and Hama and Mudo, obviously. It was nullified. But all I did was spam regular attacks, or I did attack abilities. Mm-hmm. And um, chances are good I could do an all-out attack on most turns. Jeez. All right. Because all-out attacks are based on how many of your characters are boosted at the end of the turn. The more characters you have boosted, the more likely you are to have an allowed attack. Hmm. It's not based on when enemies fall over anymore. Oh. Right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Well. Also, uh, the music is fantastic. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. So then I'm going to ask Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, RPG wise, it's not much different from last week. Okay. And still, well, I'm pretty near the end of Tears of Tiara 2 now. I think I have three battles left in the story. Going off of the trophy list. So. Is that game any good? Yeah, I think we discussed it quite a bit last week, but I really like it. So. All right. Yeah. Anna, you need oh. to get Tales to Tiara too. It sounds like um, it's on my Christmas list. Oh. I asked somebody for it, but I don't remember who. You didn't ask me for it, so you're not getting it from me. No, I'm not. So yeah, there. I think apparently the four and third is persuading quite a few staff members to buy it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Lots of readers enjoying it. Yeah, I think they've got, seem to have similar opinion to me in that they really actually like how the story plays out. So, is this the one you said the story is better than the gameplay? Or did I misinterpret? I'm probably misremembering that. I'm sorry. Uh, it's yeah, it's the one where I think Wheels really didn't like the story, but the but enjoys the gameplay. But I come into it sort of wanting story first, so. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think I I enjoy the story more than the gameplay, but that's just because I'm not as much a tactical RPG fan as well. Right. Yeah, I remember you saying that now. All right. Hmm. Yeah, I think three battles left out of the 45 that I believe there are. <laughs> yeah, aside from that, I'm still playing Tales of Hearts. <laughs> Eric in the chat room's like, they ignored wheels. Good choice. <laughs> That's so mean. And maybe true. <laughs> yeah. So how many hours in are you? Uh, oh, I looked at it, I think 55. Right. 55 hours? Yeah, it's a 60 to 80 hour game. Oh my, oh my gosh. That's a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Lots of story. Lots of story. Okay. 
but you like the story, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have be still playing it if I didn't like the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, I'll get a second opinion up for that early next week. Yay, second opinion. And Isn't it going to be a third opinion? No. I swear someone else just wrote a review for it, too. I think Wales wrote one last week. That was the first one. Was it? Okay. Yeah. My bad. I'm very easily confused. Um, yep, yeah, so yeah, that Tales of Fots are and going through slowly. I think I'm about 15 hours into that. Uh, but, yeah, enjoying that still. So, I think fairly average for Tales game. It's not got any of the new fancy battle system stuff, but I think if you liked ones like Abyss and Symphonia, then it's got very similar battle system to those. Yeah. And yeah, apart from that, I've been doing just general sport gaming as well. So general uh, sport gaming. Yeah, whichever. Whichever of my sports games happens to catch my attention this week. <laughs> yeah, in this case, it's mostly NHL 15 and out of the park baseball. What is out of the park baseball again? It's oh. football manager for baseball. Oh, <laughs> got it. Yeah, it's quite amusing because it made the it did an expansion of the major league on my game. Oh, really? T- yeah. It added a team in Memphis and Columbus, I think was the other one. Hmm. Ohio? Yeah. Yeah, that's where that is. Okay. <laughs> Ohio? Who would have had a team in Ohio? <laughs> well, in Canton, you know, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is, maybe. Oh. That's crazy talk. Yeah, you know, what am I thinking? <laughs> while, yeah. while, while. No, that... I like... <laughs> someone was telling me, like... Oh, I went I went and visited Iowa. No, no, around here we pronounce it Ohio. Like, what? No, no, those separate, separate states. So people in Canada get those messed up, Anna? No. Ohio and Iowa? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I know they're different, but I don't know where Iowa is. <laughs> to the west it's, it's it's one of the ones in the middle somewhere yeah yeah that's true that's good enough i'll take it i couldn't name where your where sussex is so you know why not south sure i'll take your word for it yeah that's south i'll i'll definitely take his word for it oh well uh so no other rpgs for you just <laughs> baseball hockey and Tales of Tiara. Uh, well, I did start in fact before, but I haven't really done anything with it yet. That's okay. I, I know it's a big deal that they finally got it out there, but I think I remember it being reviewed kind of lowly. So, not sure it's a bad thing that yeah. you haven't put much time into it. Well, it's the first of those types of games I've actually played, so... Oh. Well, all right then. Sorry, I wouldn't know how it compares anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is you get to have relationships with lots of monsters. But that's true. Yeah. Um, let's see. So with that, we should probably move on to our feedback. 
So first off, writing in, if you want to send feedback to the show, three ways to do it, podcast.rpgamer.com. Leave a message at board.rpgamer.com, our message board system. And of course, 608-729-4098. You'll play voicemails right back here on the show, just like we have for you today. But first, Shaman on our message board says, hey, some points from the Pokemon talk last week. There is indeed a berry farm in uh, in Ruby Sapphire, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. It's on Route 123 and has 25 or so slots to use. All right. Well, that's good. Um, the Generation 1 birds, the XY Legends, and Mewtwo are stuck in XY. Everything else is available in Ruby Sapphire. The Delta episode is amazing. I just wanted to use a third semicolon. He's using semicolons in his... In, wait, the Delta episode. I don't know what that is. It must be in the game. Okay, and commenting on my comment about Pokemiles and how I was having trouble making use of them this time, he says they aren't in play as much this time around, but when you're passing secret bases, special post-game islands, and the EN ticket, their absence is explainable. Okay, I will take your word for it. Uh, yeah, the Delta yeah. episode is that sort of post post-game story bit, I think. Oh, okay. Which, yeah, whoever was saying it was amazing, so, all right. Um, Balance wrote into the boards and brought up a topic. He said, hey, I'm not sure if this is where I ought to broach a subject, but it's something that occurred to me as I played uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. It's chiefly this, immersion versus time-saving gaming convenience. I noticed other gamers as well, myself, are frustrated by all the running around you have to do in dungeons, um, and there's not always a convenient exit point. He's talking about uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, also, or accessing the strategic map, you have to keep running up a set of stairs through the main hall, through two doors, and a corridor to reach it every single time. Some other comments, apart from the main and companion quests, the rest of the game feels like Guild Wars 2, although I like this game much better. The challenge of finding shards is like the collecting of viewpoints and uh, crafting and resource collecting is an MMORPG staple. So the question is, um, should you have these features for immersion like having to run up into the room to get to the war strategy table or should they have convenience features so that you know you just kind of talk to someone in your party and they relay your orders for the strategy map for you so you don't have to run back there every time or or get rid of fetch quests where you're just running around certain points on the map um and which well i don't know if i actually don't agree with doing that but what do you guys think I thought Inquisition was actually quite good with it, and I think he's missed something here because that you can actually teleport directly to the throne, which is sort of about five seconds walk from the strategic map. No, oh, that's five seconds though. I don't know. I I haven't done it, so I can't. Yeah, and I think Inquisition was right because I think most of the areas there wasn't too much gap between the various teleport points you could do. So, oh, okay. And the dungeons were never actually that too big so i didn't have an issue with it there but i think there's a there's a balance to be found and a I, balance? I thought inquisition did it quite well actually i i found uh, world of warcraft kind of does the same thing so this current expansion has the equivalent of the strategic war table um and they've they've done it where as soon as you start establishing yourself in your questing zones you get a little hub created that grants you access to that that strategic table in that zone. So instead of having to go all the way back to your garrison base in order to manage your little missions, you can just go to your hub in that zone. And I think it's uh, really well handled in that game. So yeah, I, I think, I think convenience is important. And, um, Oh, as long as you, as long as you got the player in mind, it, it's fine. So I don't, yeah, I can't comment on inquisition, unfortunately, because I think Alex is right. You got it. 
you kind of got to feel it. Like you need a balance. So at the same time, if you just turn it into a menu, then, you know, you've kind of just made an iOS game, right? Where you're just managing followers and waiting for your stamina to, to regenerate. And that's no fun either. So, yeah, I think Xenoblade was quite similar to Inquisition as well. But I mean, on there, all the exploration stuff is stuff you really want to do just for the views and everything like that. So, if they can make the world sort of look that good, then you're going to th- forgive it a lot more, I think. Well, so the, the appeal, I think, for the exploration stuff, the appeal should be the exploration, not the reward you get. The reward should be something that, hey, in addition to doing this fun exploration thing, here's some bonuses that we're giving you as well, just to reward your time you're spending. Yeah. But the, I mean, yeah, if the reward like isn't fun up. to explore, that's your problem. It's not the not the implementation of the rewards. It's that the world was boring to begin with, you know? So why make a quest line around it? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, Anna isn't commenting. I just got back. Oh, you ran away. That's right. All right. And uh, I don't have much to say because a Dragon Age Inquisition doesn't interest me in any way. Well, this isn't just a question about Dragon Age Inquisition, but sure. I mean, I between the two, whatever works in the game. Sometimes it's inconvenient, yeah. But if I understand why they do it for lore, I'm going to be a little more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, okay. Yep. Oh, my character died. Oh, well. Next letter. It's Darren. Oh, right. That's not because it's not a letter. It's one of our voicemails. So let's check that out. Playing for you right now. Playing for you right now. A long time no see. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm about to do something really stupid, but I hope you guys like it. Alright. Yo, 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 Matt from Texas with an RPG rap. So I can hit that X button to open the map. Oh, I hit that phone to get to that app. First, you got Manny. His media skills are uncanny. Owns an X bone and he loves his phones. He's West Coast cool, done with JRPGs because he's no fool, doesn't got time for a Dragon Quest grind. I'll keep watching his E3 videos till I go blind. Then you got Alice, she's kicking it up near the Buckingham Palace. MMORPGs, yeah, playing that FF14. Reads that Nihongo, always gives us a space sim down low. Oh, well, what about Anna? She's streaming games on that channel. Nanko's got a very busy voice so sweet it makes all the guys dizzy. If I had to choose, take that gamer girl with the Shimigami tattoo. And our main man, Chris, bringing the set podcast bliss. When he hits A, his attacks never miss. Taking it over, y'all. He's taking my phone call like a shaving blitz. A great podcast he spits every Saturday waiting for that cast. When RPG Gamer talks, it's always going to be a blast. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> um, 
he did call in with a follow-up call apologizing for messing up Natsume with Namco. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. I like that we have an official rap now. We all, everyone has to memorize it and say it now whenever they call in, I think. You have to keep that. Put the end of the put that at the end of the podcast every once in a while. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> Manny's gonna be sad. He missed that. He is. We'll have to listen to the old one to hear it. Oh, let's see what's going on here. Oh, I know what's going on here. And that's why my guys are dying. So I'm going to quit that. So I was Stop playing that. some... I know I was playing some Diablo 3. I'm uh, trying to like, hey, what can I do that doesn't take attention during the podcast? Well, the problem is, what, for every reason, the servers are all laggy. And when Diablo 3 servers get laggy, um, uh, you can't do anything. It's not even worth playing. Oh, I know why that is. Because all my backup apps are going. So for you uh, amateur podcasters out there, of which I consider myself one as well. Please remember, always pause all your backup software before you start your podcast. Damn. Otherwise, um, it'll kill all your bandwidth and cause problems and drop packets. So, all right, back to the news. That was, that was your educational break for the day. And, oh, Did we do all the feedback? Yeah. Yay, feedback. I have a cat hanging on my back. Oh, my gosh. Get those claws out of me. Oh, Sophie. She needs some attention. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. Oh, I'm okay. Mordheim update. We've got a Mordheim update. The uh, Focus Interactive has released a trailer showing a new content update for Mordheim, which is in early access, uh, coming out, I guess, t- uh, well, it's in early access, but they've got an update for it. Uh came some out point. yesterday or two Saint. days ago. Yeah, someday soon it'll be out-out. But uh, they added the uh, Sisters of Sigma, which are basically butt-kicking nuns. Um, they do magic, they do melee, they have maces, and they crush their enemies. Well, morning flails, I guess. So uh, go check that out if you're into the Mordheim thing. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, it's a board game I'm into. I'm waiting for it to be released before I get into it um, because I don't really like the idea of playing early access. I got enough games to play without beta testing new ones, but I'm really looking forward to that when it actually you know, releases, releases. Let's see. Atlas has some announcements. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker is a remake of Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor 2. This is a 3DS remake, much like they did with the first one, right, Anna? Yes. Except this one has a butt ton of new content. Like what? Um, It basically doubles the amount of story that you get, and they also relocalized the old story. Mm-hmm. And they, much like the first remake, they reorder and re-elementalize and rejigger all the personas. And they made getting not crappy endings a little bit easier. And yeah, there's just a bunch of new stuff to do. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. <laughs> it'll be 50 bucks. That's nah, what I'm not excited about. It'll be out early 2015. Uh, do they have the Japanese dialogue in it? No. no? Okay, just all full English. Yep. And no news on a European release yet. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. It's at this. It's expected. Uh, uh, Atlas also announced during this PlayStation event that uh, they're going to be bringing over Persona 5 to the, to the West. Yeah, early next year. No, 2015. Which- 
Yeah, which we all kind of assumed anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this time next year it'll be out. Yeah. So late next year, you mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Let's see. Ah, Disgaea Five is coming. And, and if it doesn't it. do well, then Nisa will shut down. Really? Yeah. Whoa. That's not part of the press release. No, that was something that they said. Um, it was an answer to an interview of some sort. Do they have nothing else to, to live on besides Disgaea? Um, well, bear in mind, this is NIS, not yeah. NISA. Right. That's what and I mean. And I don't know. Nobody um, NISA is essentially dead anyway, other than their anime stuff, because... Everybody left and made Actil, yeah. Well, and their big titles got taken by Koei and Idea Factory. <laughs> yeah, they're moving to Europe at the moment. NIS America? Yeah. yeah. Is moving to Europe? Yeah. They're going to become yeah, they, nice. They opened up... <laughs> the problem is, is they moved to Europe and forgot t- how to Europe. So whenever they announce stuff on Twitter, they put the dates backwards Uh-oh. in American format instead of Uh-oh. European format. Oops. And um, they directly translate all of their prices. So if it's $60, they charge 60 pounds for it. Oops. Well, Is that kind of happens anyway. <laughs> this isn't new, though, right? Hmm. All right. Well... Oh, man. But you're saying that it, after this announcement, they started doing that, Anna? No, when they opened their European store earlier this year. Oh, okay. Right. Well, then. But is So NIS America is leaving or isn't leaving? I'm still confused on that. They're we'll mostly see. selling to Europe now. Okay. Because <laughs> they've lost all of their good North American stuff. Hmm. Well, they did have Danganronpa. Oh, that's right. They have Danganronpa. Yep. And they have printy stuff. Pretty, pretty sales merchandise. So anything Disgaea they still have. Danganronpa. Well, plus, plus they the basically US. get all of Atlas's stuff in Europe now anyway. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> oh, Nipponichi. So hopefully Nipponichi comes out with something in Japan soon. So if Disgaea 5 isn't a hit, that's a problem. Three trailers. We got them up on the site. You can see uh, gameplay of Disgaea 5. Of course, they are in Japanese. And I'm not going to get into the story of a Disgaea game because that's just that's silly. <laughs> the soundtrack is again done by Tempeh Seto. So that's a good sign. And yeah, that's it. We have no idea on a Western release. Blackguards 2 has another trailer out. I'm tired of talking about Blackguards 2. That's all I'm going to say on that. If you've been following the podcast, you understand. Banner Saga 2 is coming. The the second part of that is coming out next year. That was announced during that Sony thing or the Game Awards or something like that. Um, It'll be PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC this time. And uh, that's all we know. Hey, you know what? We didn't talk. Did we talk about the Game Awards? Oh, I talked about them last week. That's right. Yeah, so I'm not going to do that again. That was boring. Right. Jeff Keighley looked animated. I, I enjoyed watching it. I'll tell you that much. You were at your party. Yes. So. I watched some videos and stuff. Well, we got a English version of Atelier Shally trailer. Yeah, they announced a limited edition like this morning. 
Yeah, uh, let's see if I've got that in as, as well. Cause, well, and it's weird because it's being done by Nisa. Oh, it is. <laughs> what? Right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because Atelier Games are done by Gust, who's owned by... The limited Tech McCoy, but this collector's edition is being done by Nisa. Oh, that's really confusing. They yes. did it for the last game as well, I think, didn't they? Uh, uh, not, it wasn't an Atelier game. It was Artanelico. Uh-huh. Uh, that was it, yes. Yes, it was Koei still working with Nisa. All right. Well, I don't have details on that um, collector's edition, but uh, yes, you we do. do have a... It's at the top of the delicious list. I do? Let's see. Yeah. Dead third State, Criminal Girls, Witcher 3. No, third one down is Final Fantasy X, X2 HD Remax. Oh, I've not got it in order. <laughs> You're not going in order. How are you telling me which one it is? I'm telling you, people. I placed it in the Skype chat. It's in my list, in theory. Let me reload this whole browser. I don't. What's going on here? Close, reopen. Three thirty. My links. Hey, there they are. All right, I got it now. Alex is right. All right, NIS America is working with Tecmo Koei Games. Oh, excuse me, Koei Tecmo Games to distribute uh, the limited edition bundle. All right, here we got. Here we got. So, in addition to being trailers and stuff, this is coming out. Is this the third one in the the Dusk yes. series? Okay. Yep. So this is gonna be sixty five bucks, only available from the Nisa online store, and it is got a the game, an art book, a soundtrack CD, and a sixteen by twenty four inch poster. That's not too bad for a collector's edition. Only sixty-five. So was that fifteen bucks extra you're paying? Five dollars extra? Sixty-five? It's five dollars extra, isn't it? Because games are normally sixty bucks now, right? Nobody's listening. Hello. I just don't have an answer. I well, don't you follow anymore. your crazy pricing systems. Oh, that's right. You, you <laughs> and you shouldn't. Anna, do you want this? No. Okay. Why not? Because I'd rather wait for the plus version on the PA, on the Vita. You think there'll be a plus version? Yeah, I just think it won't be physical and it won't have a collector's edition and I won't care. And it won't come out here. Why not? Because it's like eight years from now and no, no one's going to be translating them. No, it'll be the end them. of next year. <sighs> okay. If you say Besides, so. even if it isn't the end of next year, I have to finish Verona and then I have the first two from the Dusk series to play. So it's not like I'm short on games. You don't have plus versions of either of those yet. Yeah, but they're available. They are? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. One of them is the second one this year. Yeah, one of them is and the other one's coming, what, March? Okay. Yes. Okay, then. Actually, that, one, that one might be January. But here's the problem, Anna. You keep playing these Vita versions, you can't stream them. I know. But that's a problem. Yeah. You should well, I can't st- stream anything right now. Yes, you can. Nah. Yes, you can. You can go in there and stream PS3 right now. That works with the HD60? No. Then how can I stream from the PS3? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you could stream Wii U, Xbox One, and PS4. Um. Well, we have two of those systems. <laughs> and one of them has RPGs. And no, wait. Can... No! Wait, the way you does. And PS4 does. Uh, You could also stream. You can also stream the iPad. Mm -hmm. And anything else with uh, HDMI. 
you know what? I feel really bad for saying none of those systems have RPGs. Yeah, you're, Genesis you're a terrible person. You. You're a terrible person, Anna. <laughs> what are you doing? Not representing your company very well at all. <laughs> Alphadia Genesis, a fine port brought to you by Natsume. It's not a port. <sighs> yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's a port with a new local localization. What do you mean? How is it not a port? I can't get into that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you re recompile it from the ground up? It was remade. Didn't use any of the old code. Oh, she won't get, answer anything now. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> she really won't. Suikoden one and two is at, we talked about last week that uh, no, we didn't. Suikoden one and two is coming out on PSN. It's out in the U.S. now, and it's coming out in Europe as well in so, January. This was yeah, very that's... funny. This has a little bit of drama to go with it. Because when it f- first came out on PSN on Tuesday, it was five ninety nine, and it was compatible with PS3, PSP, and PS Vita. And about three hours later, it got changed to nine ninety nine, compatible with PS Vita, PS3. Well, it should work fine on the PSP anyway. I can't find it in the store to download it. Oh, on the so, PSP? Yeah, I was going to ask you to transfer it from the PS3 to the Go. Oh, I don't know if that'll work. Yeah, neither do I. Okay. So, yeah, something went on there. Funny business. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? But you know how that is. They probably put it up with wrong info. It's not like they Including changed the game. Including doubling the price well, more that too. than most they typical the... PlayStation games? Yeah, they put it up as a normal classic game. And they're like, guys, we wanted to charge more for this. And it doesn't work in the PSP, so you need to fix that. Except Sony dictates whether it's going to work on the PSP or yeah, not. Yeah, and the Sony... And you know how working with Sony goes so well with these classic releases, Anna. Mm. What was that? What was mm. that about? What was that about? Bubble bu- Puzzle Bobble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, is your sound working yet? I have no idea. Uh-huh. <sighs> Bust a move four if you don't remember had sound issues on the PS3 and we don't know if it works yet. Alright. Rune Factory Four is headed to Europe after all. Yeah, it's out. Oh, it's out? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I pulled it on Thursday. <laughs> That's right. You told us you were playing it earlier, so who cares? Alright. And uh then there was another store. We had two stories on this. About it's out in Europe. All right, so that's great. Well, that's a trailer. We like posting trailers. Huh? That's a trailer. We like posting trailers. Yes, we do. That's right. Uh, Shadowrun Dragonfall, one of Chris's favorite games of the year, is out on iOS and Android. If you don't want to play it on PC, I say you're crazy, but go ahead and play it on your tablet. It's like seven bucks. It's a great version of Dragonfall. Go enjoy it. That, of course, is the art, tactical RPG set in the Shadowrun universe. Uh, Bloodborne has a story with lots of trailers in it. Um, actually, the story is just trying to explain the what goes on in the trailers. These are the videos from the Sony Experience thing. So Sony had like this conference last weekend in Vegas. They had lots of trailers and announcements. So Bloodborne trailers were one of them. You can watch them on the site. Go check them out. Yeah, all that PlayStation trailer stuff happened like two hours after the last... I know, yeah, we missed it all. And Sweek it in two, coming to PSN. Woo! Everyone went crazy, and the price of the copies on eBay start to plummet. 
Um, Witcher 3, actually, I don't know if that happened. I didn't check the eBay prices. Witcher 3 has got a new trailer that they showed off there. Uh, oh, and uh, it got delayed. That's right. Um, till May 19th, 2015. And Project Steam, in the midst of all this, Project Steam had some announcements. It's getting a date now, March 13th, 2015. Uh, that's for the U.S. We still don't know when it's come out in Europe, except sometime in May. So, good news about that if you like TRPGs on your 3DS. And uh, Criminal Girls. We talked about that last week. That's where you play as the naughty girls. Apparently, you punish them to level them up. They've got a collector's edition for fifty one ninety nine. Um, oh, I think that's a sale price. So, well, whatever. And then fifty bucks in the European store. And what can I tell you about that? It comes with a soundtrack and an art book. And Anna, do you care about it? Um. Oh, I'm and a diary. St- I'm still undecided if I want to play it. Okay. Well, you make a decision. Uh. Oh, this is weird. Zenimax Online Studios has posted an update about the current state of Elder Scrolls Online. So let's see. That sounds that's an ominous intro you wrote there, Alex. <laughs> it's like they're about to cancel it or something. But no, it looks like no, they're, not quite. they're getting a sixth major update. Uh, it's scheduled for January. Two significant additions: the champion system and the justice system. Uh, it's a champions. It's new end game stuff, and the justice system is. Um, adding elements similar to single-player titles from the Elder Scrolls series. And you can steal from or kill NPCs, um, but you may get, you know, (laughs) you may be brought into the justice system by uh, various guards in the game. PS4 and Xbox One versions games are actually still in development, and they are planning to release more info, uh, I guess, sometime after January. So they will have voice chat, full integration with Xbox Live and PSN, and a UI overhaul. In case you've been waiting for Elder Scrolls Online on your console, which oh, I want to meet who these people are. They said there's another Elder Scrolls Offline game coming too. Oh, they did? Yeah. I they, there's Anna says they said there was a new Elder Scrolls Offline game coming too. Or at least very broadly alluded to. Well, what about the new Fallout game? Uh-huh. We want more info on that too. We well, they alluded info. to it too broadly in the post, mm. so I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Dead State, uh, let's see, Dead State, zombie survival RPG, Dead State, has been released for PC. No, we're not done with zombies yet, Anna. It's been in early access for forever, now it's out. Uh, Let's see, Alex wrote a big roundup of the Sony conference. All right, here we go. Darkest Dungeon, which is a Kickstarter game, it's going to be receiving its console debut on PlayStation 4 in 2015. Bastion will be coming out on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Persona 5 we already talked about, but it is coming to North America on PlayStation 3 and 4. Which is kind of weird, I think. <laughs> that means the PS4 version will probably be very underwhelming compared to the PS3 version. Yakuza 5 is getting a release in North America. Thanks to Sony, I guess, saying, Hey, Sega. Hey, Sega. Hey, Sega. Until Sega said, What? And they said, Put out Yakuza 3. Uh, they're also going to put PSN versions. Yeah, po- sorry, Yakuza 5. They're okay. going to put out PSN versions of 4 and Dead Souls as well, um, which should be out already. Yep, they're out. 
And Sweden's we get into two we already talked about, and the banner saga we talked about. It's uh, getting a PS4 release, and as well as Vita, which is cool. And then finally, what's uh, his face from Square thing. Enix gets up <laughs> on stage, talks about how three years into the PlayStation's life cycle, Final Fantasy VII came out, and it was amazing, and we've heard that you guys really want to play it on your PlayStation 4, and the crowd goes insane, and he starts showing some footage of the old game, and everyone's waiting for a side-by-side comparison of the old footage versus the new remake, which they're surely announcing right now, and then the trailer goes on and goes on, and you realize all they're doing is porting the PC version to the PS4. (laughs) That was you know, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> biggest troll ever. Yeah. Because Just, the problem wasn't... Uh, I think what they did made a lot of sense, but I think how they did it was nonsensical. One might say stupid and crass and unthinking and dumb and it, and many other things. But I mean, I feel like I've been having this conversation a lot online, but... At the same time, Square Enix has basically said, we're not remaking the game. Please stop asking us. And for some reason, fans take that as, there's still hope. Please keep asking. <laughs> no, I I think when Square Enix says, we're not remaking the game, stop asking us, and then gets up on stage and acts like they're remaking it, it's justified yeah, to be that angry was, at them. Yeah, that was douchebaggy. <laughs> like, the way that they presented it was just mean. Yeah. And I totally, you know, get why people are super upset about it. At the same time, I sort of feel like, I don't know. We should expect this from them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that a sad statement? I don't want to say it, but it's true. It's true. Oh, Squeenix. They also announced that there's a 10.10.2 HD remaster coming to PS4 in spring of 2015. It'll be digital and retail, 50 bucks. Uh, So that's the HD remaster that you can already play on your PS3. Because you want to buy it one more time, don't you? Right? Wasn't it PS3 and Vita? Yeah. Okay. So now it'll be on PS4 as well, and you could probably pay for it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII will be $16. How much is it on PC? Uh, I don't know. Less than that. Okay. Plus Steam sales. Uh, Who knows? I ain't paying $16 for Final Fantasy VII on PS4. When I could like buy the the classics version, or if they retranslated it, I would actually pay them sixteen dollars because that freaking localization is but such crap. This guy are sick. Oh, it's terrible. It, it's twelve dollars on Steam. Twelve dollars okay. on Steam. So of course you'd pay more for it on a console, right? Oh, Square Enix are so stupid. Final Fantasy Type Zero. Speaking of Square Enix, uh, that's got a collector's edition. Here we go. We love collector's edition here on the show. Here's what we got in North America and Europe. It'll be 100 bucks in the U.S., 80 pounds in Britain. Um, no euro pricing. I don't know what's up with that. It'll include a golden steel book case featuring art from Amano, a 15-track CD sampler, a 200-page manga that tells a parallel story to the opening of the game. This is Type Zero again. Um, an 80-page art book and five life-size replicas of Ace's cards with illustrations of Odin, Ifrit, Shiva, Diabolos, and Bahamut. If you uh, buy the collector's edition, you'll be guaranteed a copy of episode Dusque, which is the demo for Final Fantasy XV. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Regular copies of the game will also get the demo, but only in the initial day one shipment. 
Um, so I guess if you pre-order the game, either way, you, you, you're, you're set for your demo. Uh, it's coming out March 17th in North America and March 20th in Europe. That is a $40 uplift for the game, and you get that case, a CD, a manga, an art book, and cards. And what do you think? I'm on the fence. $40 for a, a, a manga, a, a portion of a soundtrack, which if it's any good, you're going to want to go and import the full one from Japan, a oh, steelbook who's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, I've done that too. And, oh, already for this game? Yeah, I did it about a year ago, actually. For this game already? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some cards. I think cards are worthless. And an art book, which can go either way. I'll be honest, it's a hardcover 80-page art book, so that's kind of okay. Yeah, it's much better art book stuff than you usually get. Yeah, so this this might be an okay collector's edition to spring on. So this has the we're gonna give it a we're gonna give it a yellow on the yellow green red scale. We need to do a little bit more research, but it's approach with caution. But it's looking like you might actually want to go for this one if you're into collector's editions. So, uh, all right. Hey, speaking of collector's editions, <laughs> Zach Webster from RP Gamer reports. That there are more details on Bloodborne Collector's Edition in Europe. This is for Europe. I'm sorry, I don't have in front of me the U.S. Collector's Editions. I don't remember what they are. But if the U.S. Collector's Edition is the same as the top one. Oh, okay. All right. So, just like the U.S. Oh, I guess I should read the story. So, 80 euros. The, again, no pound pricing here. I don't know how what dictates the pricing, we're told. So, this is now... Keep converting. This is euros now. Alex, do yeah, you understand any whatever. Of Yeah. It depends whatever Sony writes on there. <laughs> Sometimes they only give you one and not the other? Yeah. Is is it usually available in both and they're just not telling you? Yeah, it's usually in both. I don't know why they haven't. All right. Okay, so you get a steelbook case, a premium art book. Let's see this picture. What is a premium art book? Oh, it's the tiny little sort that fits into a game box. It's technically hardcover, but it's kind of small. Yeah. Um, and a digital soundtrack. How many tracks on that digital soundtrack? I have no idea. Um, but you have to like put it in the PSN and it'll download to your PS4, I guess. Which is weird, because how will that work? I didn't think the PS4 could play audio files. Yeah, no? I guess you can transfer them off to somewhere. I don't know. I... <laughs> actually, actually, no. The um, I'm talking, I think it was Final Fantasy fourteen had one where you downloaded it and then could transfer it from the game console to a PC wirelessly. All right, great. Something like that. All right, now in Europe only, the Bloodborne will come... The Bloodborne. I'm calling it the Bloodborne. What am I? It's the children today. All right, this collection, 120 euros, comes with the following. The Steelbook case, the premium art book that we said isn't so premium, the digital soundtrack that we don't understand how it works or how many tracks you're getting, a gothic notebook... What? A gothic notebook? A gothic notebook? Oh, it's a tin. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a book tin. What does that mean? So that all this stuff comes inside this tin. So it looks like tins of gothic era books that are degraded. I don't know, whatever. The, the gothic notebook's actually just like a notebook with... Oh, artists. over here. Gothic notebook. that It says gothic notebook. What does that mean? I assume it's a notebook, but with fancy art on top of it or something. Because it looks like a little hard-covered book. If it's a notebook, that's kind of lame because 
I don't want to carry around a hardcover notebook. And if it's a gothic notebook, is it already full of stuff? All right. Well, the premium yeah, art book does. has exclusive concept art in it, which we are the bell. Okay, inside this book tin that all this crap comes in, you get a bell trinket as well. I don't know what a trinket is. I guess it's a a little mock up of a bell that you put on your desk. I don't know how big it is. You get the top hat. Men- Wait, or is that a digital item for the game? I think that's a digital item. The bell trinket. No, the, no top the top hat. hat is a messenger skin. Yeah, that's a tr- that's an item for the game. But the bell I think trinket, the trinket is a thing. Is a thing. It's an actual trinket. Okay, and then what? More importantly, you get a quill and red ink set. So you get a quill pen. Like think Harry Potter writing with a quill. Though this looks like a fake blackbird feather. All right. So you got the quill, and then you got three nibs for putting on the end of your quill, um, and then an ink bottle for you to dump the nibs in, and. Um, Oh, it looks like a skull ink reservoir, and then you fill it up with red ink, and then you can draw in blood essentially um, with your with your with your quill. Which there's probably cheaper and better quills that you could just order on Amazon, but you know whatever. This is the Nightmare Edition European exclusive for Bloodborne. Aren't you just so amazed? One hundred and twenty dollars gets you. I'm sorry, I'm I'm putting this, I'm writing this one hundred twenty euros, which is like eight thousand dollars. It gets you um, a collection edition that I'm reading. I'm, I'm putting the red on this. This is a warning. Um, evaluate seriously. Be sure you want to commit money because I don't think this is a good value. So there. <sighs> All right. Now that's done. Uh, let's see. Oh, Final Fantasy fourteen. you mentioned earlier, Alex. Did you know you can get married in there now? I did not. Most because I haven't paid attention for the last <laughs> three weeks. But <laughs> So... <laughs> With patch 2.45, which is out now, you can get married, and they've got <laughs> three wedding plans, standard, gold, and platinum. For <laughs> The standard plan is free. It comes with white attire. The gold package is $10 and has red attire, and the platinum plan goes for $20, and the couple gets the blue outfit. Um <laughs> You can dye garments from the gold and platinum plans to be whatever color you want, but the standard plan garments, the free one, you cannot dye. All right. In the standard plan as well, you get the entry-level ceremony. You get eternity rings, ceremony attire, a special amount, a special furnishing item, and special hairstyles. Anna, can you explain to me the difference between a wedding ring and an eternity ring? No. Okay. In the gold plan, the one that costs you $10, you get... Diable ceremony attire, a special ceremony chocobo. Ooh. Ooh. What does that mean? It's got like tin cans tied to its tail feathers. <laughs> Carpeting and um, flower color options for your ceremony and additional options for the ceremony's procession and recession. And then finally, the platinum plan offers additional diable ceremony attire and additional color options for the carpeting and flowers. Well, that sounds like the gold plan's the way to go, unless you're just super picky. The Eternity Rings let you teleport to your partner's side, but you must be attuned to the Aetherite closest to your partner at that time. Uh, The Embrace Emote is given to all three plans, along with the Eternity Cake, which can be placed at a home as a furnishing item, but you won't be able to eat it. It's cool because the cake's got like airships and chocobos on it and cactars and, and the little stabby guys um, whose names are escaping me right now. Tomberry. Tomberries, thank you. Uh, let's see. Really? You 
couldn't remember. Yeah, I couldn't. If you go to, if you are a guest who attends the wedding of gold and platinum plan ceremonies, you get a demon box minion, which I guess is a little party favor with a demon in it or something like that. And if the, uh, and of course, if you get the gold or or platinum, um, the people who get married get the white ceremony chocobo. Which oh, does two not people, have, you can fist in it. Yeah, two people at once. Yep. Um, it looks like it's decked up like a tuxedo colors, black and white. No tin cans that I can see, unfortunately. And let's see. He created <laughs> the development team, created the marriage system in a way that it's much as much of a pain to set up in game as it is to do in real life. Which <laughs> I think is great because it's, it's such a pain to plan for a wedding. So it should be a pain to do it in the game as well. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's kind of funny. Well, then. So we should, um, we should, you want to get married in Final Fantasy 14, Anna? No. Really? We don't have the money. Why not? Um, is it? Oh, it's, it's real, real money. money. Real money. Oh. Hmm. No. <laughs> oh. I want the chocobo. <sighs> and the ability to teleport to you? Chris. No? If you're going to propose, there has to be Japanese gardens and waterfalls. All and right. Gold. I'll figure something out. <laughs> I have to propose again? Oh, this is totally not worth it. Forget it. Forget I even brought it up. Hey, you know what I'll do? I'll just get our characters married without you. <laughs> I know your login details. It would be a great ceremony. I'll videotape it just for me. I mean, this sounds like an okay plan. <laughs> like all the wedding, you don't even need to show up, Anna. Okay. <laughs> um, what Anna will be showing up for is Theater Rhythm Dragon Quest. Uh, yes. It has been announced for 3DS. Uh, we only have dates for Japan right now. Uh, March 26th. And there'll be more details and news later, I'm sure. But Theater Rhythm, Dragon Quest, and Square Enix making the Theater Rhythm a wide-reaching franchise, apparently. Let's see. There's a rumor that the Atelier games that NAS put out previously and the, the, um, let's see, the Neptunia games as well. NAS put all those out before the Atelier games became... um, sort of the purview of Koei Tecmo and the Neptunia games became the purview of Idea Factory. Uh, They may be bundling them together, at least for Europe. So they may be bundling together the non-plus versions of all these things. So um, that's something to be looking forward. If you want to buy all the older ones, there might be an easy way for you to do that. Don't know if it's going to happen yet. Still the rumor. Uh, Let's see... Uh, oh, there's a downloadable Nintendo 3DS title. So the eShop RPG is coming. That's been announced. It's coming out in the West soon. It's called Farune. Farune. F-A-I-R-U-N-E. It's a top-down action RPG. It's kind of old-school graphic styling, and you play as a girl out on adventure, defeating monsters, collecting items. It's going to be $3. It's coming out this month on the eShop. So check that out if you want some downloadable RPG goodness on your 3DS. You want that, Anna? No? Okay, whatever. I'm still deciding. You've even seen it? No. Okay, we should look it up. That'll help. All right. Over on the RPG side, RP Gamer side, we've got an interview with the people from Americana Dawn. Uh, So you can go check that out. If you don't know what Americana Dawn is, you join me, where I also don't know what Americana Dawn is. What's Americana Dawn? Anyone know? 
It's an indie game. It's been greenlit for Steam. It's an indie game. It's a Kickstarter thing. And it is a JRPG. And I don't know what else going on. It looks... <laughs> the trailer that we've got up here makes it look like a tactical RPG happening in the set of Populous. So I don't know what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, Americana Dawn. Read more in the interview. Do, do more than I did. Do more research than I did. Teals of Tiara 2, we've got a review up from Wheels, but Alex on here tells me to ignore that review and wait for his second opinion coming up later. Well, right? Yeah, I think you might have linked the wrong review there. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, because that was last week. There's the Pokemon review, wasn't it? Oh, yes, I did review. link the wrong. we got a new review up this week. It's for Pokemon <laughs> by Glenn. So he hates everything. You can ignore this. Uh, he gives Alpha Omega and Ruby Sapphire... And I just said those game titles wrong, but I don't care. He gives them a three out of five. Um, Alpha, Omega, and Ruby Sapphire. Whatever. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have a uh, handheld door, digital store update? Yes, we do. Okay. Alex, you put this up. So let's see if I can do it, do it justice yeah. this week. First it's a small off, one this time. Say what? It's a small <laughs> it's one? It's a small one at least. In North America. So this is the December 4th update. Wait. December 4th? Okay, you Whoops. posted on December 11th, and you didn't change should... the text. This I'll go the, fix that. This is the December 11th update. <laughs> North America, we got some new releases. For 360, Boot Hill Heroes has come out for $5. I highly recommend that game. I've played only a little bit, but I've really enjoyed what I've played um, for 5 bucks. I don't think you can go wrong. Um, it's out in North America and Europe, actually. Um, in the U.S., Harvest Moon 3 for the Game Boy Colors come out on 3DS. He waits for corrections from Anna. No, that's right. We're good? Nothing on the Wii U? Okay, you're good. (laughs) Suikoden 2, of course, came out on the PlayStation um, 3 and Vita for $10. I've already bought mine. I hope you buy yours and support that series because we want Konami to make more of them. Um, Yakuza 4. (laughs) Yakuza 4 is out on the PS3 for $20 in the U.S. And let's see. Over in Europe, similar things going on there. Boot Hill Heroes, they got Rune Factory 4. Uh, is their 3DS title costs a lot more? It's 30 bucks or 30 euros rather, 25 pounds. Yakuza 4 came out on the PS3 there as well for 19.99. Oh, so 20 euros or 16 pounds. Um, man, you guys have to pay more for stuff. It's not fair. Okay. Uh, sales in the U.S. Back in the U.S., Conception 2: Children of the Seven Stars on sale on Vita for 24 dollars or 20 dollars if you're on PlayStation Plus. Anna has already played this, right? Sorry, what? Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars? Yeah, I'm almost done. Yeah, you're almost done. Okay. South Park, The Stick of Truth, on sale on PS3 for 30 bucks. That's a sale? Wow. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be a sale. That's That should be like the normal price. All right. I think that's a permanent drop, that one. Oh, permanent drop? Okay. Uh, over in Europe, they've got a similar sale as well. Um, the Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars, for 3DS, 20 euros, 18 pounds. They also have this, um, and I mentioned it last week, I'll mention it again. They've got this 12 Deals of Christmas thing going on. They're probably almost done at this point, but every day they've got like a different deal. So if you're in the Europe region, please be paying attention to your local Sony blogs and uh, checking the deals out there. Yeah, I think it's every two days, those ones. Oh, every two days? Okay. Yep. Cool. And uh, I have a listing of, where did I put that? I lost it. Uh, hold on. New releases for this week. I actually do have 
the site that I like to use updated. Again, if you have suggestions for good sites to find new releases, please send them into the show because I am not satisfied with anything that I have right now. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Coming out between December 11th and 17th, we have... play. Oh, this might be good. <laughs> PlayStation 3 Guilty Gear Xrd Sign. Yes, it says XRD. I don't know what that means. It's on PSN. It's also available on PS4. Loadout is on PSN. It's a free-to-play game. I don't know what that is, but I bet it's a first-person shooter that's free and tries to get you with microtransactions. That's just my guess. I don't know if that's what it is. On the Wii U, Angry Birds Star Wars is new to the eShop for 30 bucks. Angry Birds Trilogy is new to the eShop for 50 bucks. Those games have actually been available physically for a while. Crash in the Boys Street Challenge on the eShop for $5. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. Lucadian Chronicles is on the eShop. It's free. What's that? Lucadian Chronicles? Anyone know? No? It's a single-player... What is a full-time single-player campaign with branching paths? Oh, it looks like a card-collecting RPG with evolutions at... And microtransactions. Okay. Oh boy. Over on the Xbox One, we got a game called Kalimba for 10 bucks. Kalimba. What is Kalimba? I don't know. Kalimba. It's the name of a singer. Um, let's see. Kalimba is like music. Okay. Oh. Well, whatever Kalimba is, is uh, Xbox One, December 17th, Kalimba. It's a colorful game. You're throwing little things around. It's a downloadable title. Okay. Over on the 3DS, we've got Angry Birds Star Wars again, Angry Birds Trilogy, Harvest Moon 3, Game Boy Color, we already talked about. Hazumi, Hazumi, H-A-Z-U-M-I, Hazumi. Anyone know what that is? It's on the eShop for like $4. Whatever Hazumi is. Okay. No idea. All right. <clears throat> we get the, the best three titles of the week. I Love My Little Boy eShop for $25. I Love My Little Girl on the eShop for $25. Or if you... Don't feel up to the task of taking care of a human being. I love my horse on the eShop for $25. Oh, well, you only um, just got that. Huh? <laughs> we got that a couple of weeks ago, I think. You got it? Well, the I love my horse. I remember seeing it in the Nintendo press release like, oh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you got it in, the, um, in Europe? Okay. Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I was tempted to add it to the console list just for the hell of it. <laughs> you totally should have. All right, Moshi Monsters Katsuma Unleashed is new to the eShop, 30 bucks. Moshi Monsters Moshlin's <laughs> Theme Park. I don't know what these games are, 30 bucks. My Moshi first Monster? Yeah. Yeah, it's a competitor. It's a young It's the 6 to 11-year-old market. Okay. My First Songs 2. This is the sequel. You've been waiting for this. The sequel to My First Songs is out on the eShop for $5 this week. Talking Phrasebook for seven languages on the eShop for $5 because, you know, why would you want a phrasebook on your phone when you can have it much more awkwardly available on your 3DS, right? Says the guy who owns my cooking coach and the Japanese trainer. Okay, first of all, a, a, a trainer is different. That's an interactive experience, and I come to the 3DS for interactive experiences. Same with the cooking thing. That's supposed to have videos and help you and stuff, and... There weren't a lot of good cooking apps back then, so shush. <laughs> There's plenty of good translation and phrase books on the iOS now. Transformers Dark Side of the Moon Stealth Force Edition. New to the eShop, $30. That's not the good game, is it? Mm. Is that the tactical RPG or not? What was the title again? Transformers Dark of the Moon Stealth Force Edition. 
Mm, That's the bad one, right? I don't... You don't know. Is it on 3DS? Is it by way forward? Yes, it's on 3, 3DS. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Stealth Force Edition. Let's see what this is. This is... Uh, made by... Oh, it's just telling me right here. EA Mobile Behavior Interactive High Moon Studios. Nope. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let's check this for a second. I, I just keep seeing the Wii version. Hold on. 3DS. Uh, yeah, no. Transformers Prime is the good one on 3DS, isn't it? I don't know. Nobody remembers. Anna, you played and beat this game. Do you want game. me to go check the bedroom? No. Wipeout 2, new to the eShop, $30. And Zeo Drifter. What is Zeo Drifter? What are these games? I'm n- Nintendo, tell people about these games. So there's press releases and we've heard of them. Zeo Drifter. It's oh, a running man. gun no, shooting game. No, no, no. Nintendo is. <laughs> what? The hard- <laughs> What? The video for Harvest Moon Game Boy Color 3. Yeah. Is him chopping trees and then attempting to chop a chicken. Oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> All right. <sighs> all right. On the PC, I'm just going to read the t- titles because I have even less info on all these. About Love, Hate, and, o- and the Other Ones on Steam. Bit Dungeon 2. Blaz Blue Continuum Shift Extend. Hey, you know about that one. Final Dusk. Frontiers. It's a wipe, which sounds some, like some sort of waiting, raiding uh, simulator. Which I saw some sort of... I think that's the one I saw. Raiding simulator? Yeah, raiding. Oh, gosh. As in, you know, you're going to do a raid in the MMO? Uh Uh-huh. Here, let's see. It's a wipe. Either that or it's a toilet simulator, but I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) Uh, It's a wipe. Yeah. Say what? I hope not. You hope not? Okay. It's a wipe. It's a game of fantasy guild management. In It's a Wipe, you assume the role of a guild leader within a fantasy game world. You must recruit other players, lead them to victory against increasingly difficult odds, and make sure that your group remains happy enough to stick with you. So I think you should play this, Anna. Uh... (laughs) I think you'd like it. All right. Marvin's Mittens, which sounds awesome. Metal (laughs) Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. Raven's Cry, Sun Age, Battle for Elysium, The Hunter, colon, Primal, King of Fighters 98 Ultimate Match Final Edition. Well, goodness, I hope, the fi- I hope it's the final edition coming out in 2014. Uh, the Original Strife Veteran Edition. I don't know what that is. Either. Okay. Well, there you go. Those are your games coming out this week. I'd like to know what you're all going to be playing this week. Anna, what will you be playing this the next two weeks? Um, the next three weeks. Three weeks? The next three weeks. Um, Persona Q. And um, I really hope I get Fantasy Life for Christmas. Mm. Uh, if only you had a loving husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll probably play some stuff out of my box of crap. Box... Who says you're getting a box of crap this year? Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to be playing more World of Warcraft. Um, maybe a little bit Diablo 3. Play pretty much lots of Blizzard games. And maybe it's a wipe for my PC. <laughs> Not the toilet one, but the raiding one. <laughs> Alex, what will you be playing the next few weeks? Uh, I hope I can finish Tears to Steel this weekend. Then I will be playing... 
Tales of Hearts are, then I'll be playing Persona Q, and then Room Factory 4, probably. So you've got and like sport, a month and a half. Games. He's like good for a while. Up, yeah. Yeah, yeah hmm. and, and the sports games. And the sports games. Okay. <laughs> and we should play more Pokemon, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget about um, Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby. Omega Ruby. I did Omega Ruby again. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> We're not going to let you host the podcast if you're going to roofie people. I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm taking a few weeks off. Everybody, just so you know, <laughs> next week, no show, because we'll be traveling to to Omaha for the holidays, and we'll be out and about and not so, available. No show on the 20th. No, no show, show on, on the, the 27th, because we'll be traveling back from Omaha and out and about and busy. And no show on the... No, no the, there will be a show. There'll on the be a third. show on the 3rd, so... Yes. So we're off for two weeks, and then we're back. So discussion questions to have in the interim. What did you get for Christmas? Or other holiday, holiday celebrations. Right. What did you get for Merry Christmas, Hans, Kwanzaa. And do you have a gaming-related New Year's resolution? Ooh, gaming-related New Year's resolution. I love it. Cool. All right. Um, with that, I want to wish everybody a Merry Holiday of whatever it is. Um, and, and I'm going to also wish you Merry Christmas, because that's what we celebrate. Um, I'm going to wish my cat would stop looking at me with these evil eyes like she wants to kill me and then eat me. Um, <laughs> what is she doing? Uh, thank you for joining us in RP Gamer. Um, see, hopefully lots of news for RP Gamer coming in the new year, because, well, reasons that I will explain in the new year. Ooh, and, yes. <laughs> and uh, until then, thanks everybody for watching. Please send your feedback into podcast.rpgamer.com or call in 608-729-4098. And of course, uh, leave a uh, message board post at board.rpgamer.com. You can read your, shuffle, yeah, read your stuff right here on the show. Um, please review us on iTunes. That always helps us out. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer. And of course, subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Uh, anything else people should know, Anna? Mm, nope. Nope. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. We will see you in a few weeks. Um, until then, happy holidays and uh, bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>